Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. be hitting record um, for Jerome when he comes up. I just wanted to say hi and a blessing to you guys and everyone. We miss you. I miss you personally. Um, So Jesus be with this message, be with the sermon, be with Jerome and be with you guys. Amen. Hey, good morning City Life. My name is Jerome. If I haven't got a chance to meet you yet, it's good to meet you virtually. And hopefully one day we'll get to meet and shake hands, or we'll just do the elbows wherever our comfort level is at at that particular time. Welcome. If it's your first time here, I want you to know this, that you belong before you even have to believe. You can be new to this Jesus thing, just hearing what's about, trying to figure out what is city life. We believe every single person belongs to God. They're all made in the image of God, hence all races all faces, all ages, you belong here. And we believe that Jesus is that message from heaven to bring us back to our maker, to be at home with God. Now here we are, kind of aka house arrested in our homes, but this time is not where we've been put in a timeout where we're arrested, so to speak, Actually, it's for our protection. And I believe this can be a season of investment for us to not focus on perfection, but presence. Presence over perfection. Last week, I got a text before the Sunday service was going to go popping online. And Pastor Brad, shout out to City Life Philly, sent me a text and said, Hey, just want to encourage you today. People are looking for authenticity, be real be yourself. There's so many different video content online right now that is worthy of an Emmy. It is so well done, but people aren't looking for that. They're looking for the real. So be you and choose presence over perfection. And that was such a timely word for me because that morning I was a little frustrated that things weren't working perfectly. And then that started to grow and snowball effect. And I don't like losing and I like doing things perfect. I like being perfect, but I'm not. And I was very aggravated by that. I was sitting on the couch and I said something to the effect like, man, I'm just, I'm just not doing this perfect. And our oldest son, Jerome, in the background was like, dad, it's not about being perfect. It's about that God is with us. And we're all like, okay, mic drop. And that's what I'm encouraging us as we enter in this morning presence, God with us in our home to abide, we learn in John 15, allows us to bear a lot of fruit, bear much fruit. And if we don't abide, we can't bear fruit. John 15, 4 says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Lean in. You and me, we can't do anything without receiving first God's love. That's how we bear fruit. The message puts it this way. Live in me, make your home in me, just 
as I do in you. God is calling us home. And as you're in your home right now, I pray the presence of God will fill your space, that you will be overwhelmed by his love and his power that supersedes location. It is there right now. Now, as we jump into the last chapter of our series for Colossians, this letter that Paul wrote from prison, he knows about adversity well, seasons like we're facing in right now, that each one of us, we have the great equalizer, a pandemic across the world, showing us that, hey, we are all in this together. We have to then focus on one race, the human race, and how we can serve one another in such a time as this. And we get very encouraged by looking at Paul's life and he's pointing us to Jesus. And as we jump into the scriptures, uh, we have technology nowadays where we're going to watch it. We're going to hear it. It's going to be the streetlights organization that has a free app that we've been using their material for this series because the audio Bible that they've created, it's just really, uh, it's captivating and it helps us retain the word and in an inviting way. But back in the early church time, Shout out to someone I got this from, one of our team members, that this is this this is what the paper that scripture would be written on. And it would be rolled like a scroll and travel to each place. People would read it out loud, loud publicly and precious that the authors didn't even know that the Holy Spirit was influencing them at the time, but they were fully surrendered and God chose to work through people just like he's choosing to work through me and you today. So I just thought it was really neat to pull that out as we listen to some scripture, read some scripture, and jump into Colossians 4. Check this video out. Colossians chapter 4. Masters, be just and fair to your slaves. Remember that you also have a master in heaven. An encouragement for prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I'm here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Paul's final instructions and greetings. Tychicus will give you a full report about how I am getting along. He is a beloved brother and faithful helper who serves with me in the Lord's work. I've sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. I'm also sending Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, one of your own people. He and Tychicus will tell you everything that's happening. Aristarchus, who is in prison with me, sends you his greetings, and so does Mark, Barnabas' cousin. As you were instructed before, make Mark welcome if he comes your way. Jesus, the one we call Justice, also sends his greetings. These are the only Jewish believers among my co-workers. They are working with me here for the kingdom of God. And what a comfort they have been. Epaphras, 
a member of your own fellowship, and a servant of Christ Jesus, send you his greetings. He always prays earnestly for you, asking God to make you strong and perfect, fully confident that you are following the whole will of God. I can assure you that he prays hard for you and also for the believers in Laodicea and Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved doctor, sends his greetings, and so does Demas. Please give my greetings to our brothers and sisters at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church that meets in her house. After you have read this letter, pass it on to the church at Laodicea so they can read it too. And you should read the letter I wrote to them. And say to Archippus, be sure to carry out the ministry the Lord gave you. Here is my greeting in my own handwriting. Paul, remember my chains. May God's grace be with you. Wow, that is rich. Each line speaking to us. And this series, we kicked off with Ashton reminding us, shh, God is supreme. He's sufficient, he's superior, and heaven lives in us. And then it was, let's be rooted when any of the storms hit, our roots grip in Jesus, that we are palm tree Jesus followers. We're going to bend, but we're not going to break. We're going to get stronger through these storms. And then, hey, last week, it's not about that boo-boo. We don't want any of that nasty. Get that diaper out of here. We want that new-new. We live new-new. And if you're a note taker, today is titled, Salt, Please, with my mac and cheese. Salt, please, with my mac and cheese. And let's go through this chapter together. Right out the gate in verse one, it says, Masters, be just and fair to your slaves. Remember that you also have a master in heaven. Now, what's often is a mistake is we take one verse and we think, okay, what is God um or we either use it to defend God or we use it to mock God. And we should be a little perturbed instantly when we hear the word slave. Now, it's important to know in the culture there, God was never orchestrating slavery. Slavery was existing. In fact, Jesus' followers were held to a different standard and they were creating equality and that there wasn't division among titles anymore, gender anymore, race anymore. And at the forefront of that was Jesus followers. And and this is reminding, Paul's reminding people, hey, if you if you have property of a person or you're over somebody, you better do it fair. And here's why, because you have a master too. So the first point I want to illustrate is this. We report to the highest authority. The, the, the highest authority. Leaders, parents, Anyone in this world, politicians, we all, if we're following Jesus, report to him. That's humbling. So how we treat people, how we lead people, love people, we're going to report to the highest authority. Let's do it and remember that we have been set free. So let's set people free as well in a way that is just, in a way that is fair. Because we remember that we also have a master in heaven. And in heaven reminds us as well that we have victory. Victory. Come on, victory. You're on your couch. What? Victory in Jesus. It is finished that we have freedom. 
And look at this. Even though God is watching, the Greek term there for master is it's 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 an owner or someone who is control of a person and in the state of sovereignty. So Jesus is sovereign and and even though God is watching over us, what is so amazing is that God is with us helping us. He is with us helping all the time. In Matthew 11, it says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on a religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unfold rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. We report to Jesus as master, but we have a master that is with us and he's helping us, working with us side by side and his work is light. And so I want to take that pressure off of us that feel we need to solve everything and I got to report to the master. No, we we have reverence. Jesus, you're in charge. Wow, he's a friend and he's with us, working with us. Number two, Next observation in this text we're moving down is we thank God and pray. Verse two, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. When I wake up, if I don't practice the health kit, which the team put together on citylifelancing.com for us to start out our day in a healthy way as healthy me leads to healthy everything. That when I practice the health kit, the first thing to be thankful and write down three things that I'm thankful for, it instantly changes my perspective. It changes my whole outlook in that moment where now I'm moving to prayer from a thankful heart. I have things to be thankful for. And each one of us have those things to be thankful for. We all do something. So let's find how we can be thankful and then we pray. And we want to just not pray, um, we want to pray with the alert to be up at watch. Some of us, we've been waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety, whatever it is, fear, pray. Doubt, pray. Someone on your mind, pray. I remember there was a moment when I woke up in the middle of the night, which doesn't happen all the time, and it was three o'clock or whatever, and I text my friend because he was on my mind. I got woken up from a dream with him in my mind. And I text him and he goes, bro, what? And he was talking to me and he was battling depression so severe in that moment that he was considering doing something stupid. And he said that that text in that moment inspired him. Now, I wasn't special. It was God who woke me up. But that we want to be alert. when We want to be somebody that is awake for, for our friends and for our family. And when we pray, prayer is a form of us just being at home. It's the language that we're listening, we're communicating with God and people say, I don't know how to pray or do I gotta use big words? No, actually, simple. Just be you, communicate. Don't have to be eloquent by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, where we're living nowadays, everything's through online. And we're getting to see the highlights of everybody, right? The Instagram posts, even this, following City Life, getting to with the microphone, all that. Man, come on, let's be honest. That is, this is highlight stuff. 
the the real of our life is there's a lot of tears there's a lot of pain there's a lot of struggle there's a lot of hurt there's a lot of frustration i think about this track we put together the other day where uh my mom dropped off right before the quarantine a racetrack for the kids to put together thanks mom and we put that together kids kept saying put it together dad put it together and it's one of those racetracks where it's got pieces got to fit together and it's got to go faster uh when you the the electric helps it go around you you can't just hold the thing if cars fly off or whatever if you remember that kind of kind and i was never good at it never really liked the details putting stuff together kids kept getting on me i'm like okay i gotta be a good dad be a good dad be a good dad okay so i put that john together frustrated the whole time i mean like oh grab this get it but when it was done we got to take our little picture like Psh, look at us and when we post those things we that doesn't say the whole story. Let's assume that whoever's smiling the most online, eh, they're probably crying. Whoever's got the, the shiniest, mm, they're probably struggling. So let's not look to social media to be an indicator of how to do anything in this season. And especially to think, I use that as an example, God's not looking for perfected prayers. He's he, He'll take a sloppy prayer. He don't care. And prayer changes us. It gets our heart aligned with God. And we pray for opportunities to clearly speak about Jesus. Paul says, pray for us too that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. Now, when I use Paul's name, Paul is a person just like me and you who's been radically transformed by Jesus. He was one of the top officials in the Roman guard in, 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 he was a, high, high-ranked soldier over many soldiers. In fact, he starts out the story persecuting and killing Jesus followers. Paul is an unlikely candidate to be used for the glory of God. But since his life was so radically transformed, and here he's, he, he, he is now being uh, used to share about Jesus, the mysterious plan that he didn't know himself, that he was killing and persecuting, and now he's willing to go to prison and still encourage us through these letters, uh, through the storms in his life. And here he is praying that, hey, you know what? I'm praying that I'll get more opportunities to speak clearly. This is why I am here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. I think that's a wake-up call for many of us to not focus on all of these other messages, but to focus on the one message that can save mankind, the message of Jesus. Are we naive to our setting and our problem? No. But now we're asking for more opportunity in this season or any season to clearly share the good news that every single person can come back home. That There's a pandemic that's been happening for a really long time, and it is not just the health on the outside, it's the health on the inside. And that the Bible... Yes, one verse tells us something, but yet the whole story is all about God pursuing mankind from our disobedience and setting us free by sending Jesus. And then when we believe and confess that Jesus is the way, we are now engrafted into the family of God. That's clear. That's simple. That's not confusing. And that is how we should be praying. So it's okay to be, I wrote down, it's okay to be a plain bagel 
when we're talking about Jesus. So it's okay to have vanilla ice cream when we're talking about Jesus. We want to keep it super simple. Uh, I've been seeing celebrities, you know, getting their lives transformed from Kanye. And you got Steph Curry, who's been great at creating avenues to proclaim clearly who Jesus is. But I want to remind us that we don't need a celebrity to validate that Jesus has already been doing this. He didn't need me. He, he's been the sauce forever. And that needs to be clear. It needs to be simple. And we pray for opportunities right now in this season to clearly share the good news of Jesus. And I think it, it, it's captured when we stay in the moment, but we dream for forever. We're staying in the moment and we're dreaming forever. That yes, I'm here. I'm battling I'm walking through this, but I'm reminded that I got a forever home and I have a forever message to carry and share. And that's encouraging. Verse five, this is where we're going to really lean in. We're almost getting to our salt, please, with mac and cheese. And verse five says, live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Every season, it's a very important to remember. Every season brings opportunity. Every season. There's an opportunity in this season to turn up the volume of heaven. It was during the Black Plague that Christianity advanced so far. In the book, Rise of Christianity by Rodney Stark, writes about how in a marginalized time where people were getting sick everywhere, they couldn't take care of people. Christians decided to take care of people. And out of that obedience to love people, the death rate at the time was, I believe, somewhere around 30%. But when Christians got sick, their death rate was only around 10%. And the reason being because they simply cared for one another with simple means of food and water. And just by getting food and water and the grace of God, of course, but they exponentially had a better chance of survival. And then after that season in history, Christianity was less than 1% in the Roman Empire, but then it jumped up to 25% because people started asking, why'd you, why'd you help us? I, I see the joy. I see that in the premise was that Christians already believed, hey, um, I was once dead, but now I'm alive. And we want to help and love people because they live forever. And there was a forever mindset that reminded them that there was opportunity still in that season to advance with love and with power. And moving into the main verse today that I want to highlight is in verse six, with that in mind, is let your conversation be gracious and attractive so you will have the right response for everyone. How has your speech been? How has my speech been? Has it been gracious and attractive? Now I know this verse. I'm very familiar with the ESV of it, the English Standard Version. And that's how the verse that I've, when I think of this passage, I always reference um, that text in my mind. Um, and the reason we've been using the New Living Translation is that's what Streetlights uses. 
and incorporating their material during this series. That's why we've been in the NLT, but we use many translations as they can help us see different angles of the passage. So I want to encourage you to do that as well. But now I want to go to the ESV because this is salt, please, with my mac and cheese. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Now, there seems to be a difference by how maybe family conversation of people that are already following Jesus and then those that are considering Jesus, that we would want to be clear, as we learned earlier, and that we would want to be so grace-filled in our talk, in our speech, that it's so attractive. It's seasoned with salt in such a way that people are like, what? Who is this Jesus? And now when I think of the conversations we've been sharing, I'm I I'm 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 convicted. I if if Jesus went through our Facebook pages right now, if he went through a lot of our conversations, the media, the things that we're retweeting, sharing, how we're talking about the table, does it reflect his love and his grace? Salt was used to preserve and season preserve life are we preserving life that we have a weapon a weapon like we got a weapon and that weapon is our tongue we can use it to destroy or we can use it to encourage we can let the whole room be filled with solution speech or pollution preach people don't like when we preaching them man preacher 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 preaching people don't like when we're preaching but they like if we're speaking for sharing with people that are grace-filled Grace being, we know, look, we can't earn God's love. No one's special, great equalizer, everybody dead in sin. But Jesus steps in, steps into the room and makes a way, gives us a home, gives us a place, gives us a new name, new life, that new, new. We are heirs. We are children. We are free, that our sins are forgiven, that we don't fear death, that death isn't the final enemy. Death has already been destroyed. The cross, victory, freedom. Jesus is victorious. That message, is that what's on our tongues right now? I'm challenged to speak more life. And it's crazy how death grows, the death speak. You can read one news article and get confused, but I want to encourage us in this season, let's have one clear message that the good news is still good, that we can still be a good neighbor. We should stay at home. I don't think we need to be talking about, I think some pollution speak, what political party we love right now, what political party we hate. That doesn't benefit people. Come on, we got to be about people. And I believe Jesus followers, I'm talking to you inside minute for a minute. We got to be about God and people at a level that is so, it is almost scandalous how, how deep we get with Jesus. We love people. We're doing everything short of sin to make sure people can, could, can experience him. And those on the outside, like, hey, Jesus is good. He's awesome. He's with us. And his message is still good no matter what season. We don't understand all of his timeline always, but we can see that that his message has prevailed and he's chosen to use an imperfect bride, a vessel, a vehicle, people like me and you. He's chose to use that vehicle to proclaim, shout out to the world, the message of hope to the universe. Um, so I want to encourage you with that today to let, let's be the right season for the season. 
And when I walked upstairs after I wrote this message, there was a big bowl of mac and cheese. And when I think of mac and cheese, it's, 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 I want a big bowl, okay? And I want a lot of cheese. But mac and cheese don't mean nothing to me unless it's finished with salt. Now, maybe you have some health conditions. You can't uh, have salt in the season. Keep going. Don't have salt. But I think we can all appreciate salt on a dish and seasoned perfectly, like perfectly, right? Precisely. When I got up there, I always eat two, three spoonfuls of mac and cheese, but I put extra salt, put salt on it. And I think about us using our words, our social media, how we share in this season. And I can't help but think that we need salt on our mac and cheese. We can just serve a dish and be like, here's food or here's what needs to happen. Here's the solution. Here's what the stimulus package should look like. Here's who we should vote for. Or we can share God's love and season it in a way and be that right season for this season right here, right now. That there is a season. And I believe you can say, well, how do I do that? What do I say? I believe the Holy Spirit is in each one of us. That if we just pause and ask, mm, God, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to say this? Is this helpful or is this hurtful? And there'll be more posts we delete. And there is a time and place for all conversations. Hear that loud and clear. There's a family conversation, but we need people to see that God is attractive and he is loving and we're not perfect, he is. So we are gonna be filled with solution speech, not pollution speech. And then, um, yeah, there's so much power in words. Like I was at this sales seminar one time and at, when I was working for Toshiba, selling document management solutions, making dreams come true through paper workflow. That was a glorified way to describe selling copiers. <laughs> but it was real. We, we believe we do. We were creating solutions for people to make their lives easier. And there was a sales coach who came in and said, you know, we spend X amount of time at our workplace and we associate our value by our performance at work and how well we get along with our coworkers. Are we using our words to lift up our colleagues or not? And we did a one minute exercise that he led us in where you just spoke. You don't even have to know somebody well, but for one minute, you just spoke life over them, all the positive things you've seen. And it was powerful. Tears. People are like, I didn't even know you saw that. People are watching us all the time all the time and I'm convicted by this because there's been moments I want to complain I don't understand when are we getting out of this season and it's got to stay in the moment and dream forever have a dream that is superior than the pain of today and the chains of today that's what Paul was saying like it's okay that the message was so good that he was still in the chains and it was okay he wanted more opportunities to proclaim this mystery that Christ is who he said he is. Uh, lastly, in the chapter, there's a uh, bunch of people that are doing amazing things, kind of the team that are helping uh, helping him and some that are going to take the, the, the letter to another city. And when I was reading it, I kept thinking of our team 
and those that haven't joined the team yet but will and just the team the, to get in the huddle and the, the squad those who help make it possible the team this season that's been praying for one another and putting resources together to help us remember who Jesus is to be palm trees and to be together the power of the pack of groups and all that and we wanted to in the spirit of closing the chapter where Paul talks about his team we wanted to show many faces that are on this team and we pray that you'll see yourself in this video as well and that these many faces remind us that it's all about the people and it's all about God's love and the greatest team that's ever been assembled is his dream his beautiful loving story of his bride not a building but the people that he's building and when I watched these hellos I bawled like a baby and I hope it inspires you the same way it inspired me check it out hola hi hello what's up hi 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 everybody hey everybody hello we love you and miss you <laughs> hey guys hello Hello. Hello. Hey, family. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. We love you. We are strong. We are important in the future. <laughs> That's right. Hello. Hello. What's up? Hi. Hey there. Hello. Hey. What up? Hi. Hello, everyone. Hi. 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 Hope you guys are staying entertained because we are. <laughs> hey, everyone. Annyeonghaseya. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hi. Hi. Do baby. Hey. What's up, you guys? What's happening? Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey, everybody. It's Michael. Hey, it's Elizabeth. Hey, it's Jordan. Hello, it's me, Cameron. What's up, City Life? Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hello, Hi, City, City Life. Life. From Ron. And Jenny. Caldwell. It's a... Uh, man, it's so amazing to see all those faces. To think that our family gets to pastor and be a part of encouraging the call in everyone's life and to equip people for what God put in them and when you see that team I, I, I pray that you don't see an exclusive team but you see you see a message that say hey you can be included too see your face in the story it don't matter when you pick up in this race we're all in the same race and I, I, even in this season when we're at home I want to encourage you to join the team because we are dreaming on how to go after the ones nobody wants to continue to love our city, Lansing, the 517 state, nation, world, to love people and, and transform lives one at a time, that every single one of us have purpose and destiny that is divine. So in this season, City Life is not dreaming of how we can turn down, but we're dreaming of how we can turn up God's love. And that's what we're in ways that we can partner 
like partnering with the city right now with the one Lansing campaign at the mayor and everybody to shout it that people's giving and support we're going to be supporting that looking for ways all the time that we can share the good news make disciples and continue to advance heaven coming down for all people all faces come on all races right all ages you see yourself in that i hope so man there's a link to join this team and right now this team's virtual we're we but 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 we're still connected because God longs for us to be connected. He knows we need to be connected to him. We got to be connected to each other. Don't do life alone. There is too much at stake. Too much at stake. I've had to reach out in this season and I've had four or five FaceTime calls with pastors and I still get down. I still find myself in the pity party. And I've had to wake up and say, no, 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 no. Rise up. Rise up. Because there's a beautiful family and there's a seat at the table for you to come home for each one of us to come home you know the pandemic we're in is a great equalizer but there's been a great equalizer for a long time and it's a three-letter word sin and uh And that's what came, Jesus came to set us free from. So the message of Jesus that he's the only way is exclusive. But he'll include anybody who wants to believe that. Romans 5.8 is one of my favorite passages that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He showed his love by giving his own life for us. Giving up all the comfort, dying for that gap between us and God, the separation that sin has done. And sin is that it, you know, we all feel, man, why do I feel wrong about this? It's because there's a battle all the time. Good, evil, darkness, light. And we're meant to live forever. Why do you think we grieve at a funeral? Why do we get sad? Why do we want to preserve? We have something in us. We want to preserve life so bad. In the grace of God, people say, well, hey, I believe in God, but you got Jesus, I got one. And I'd say, man, look, if Jesus is like, if he, if you look at him in a TV brochure, which God do I choose? There's a whole bunch of gods and they all talk about an issue. Everybody knows there's something wrong with us, but yet they talk about how to get right. Some are, I got to pray all day. I got to do extra good deeds. Like my good's got to live out my bad, but yet Jesus comes all the boxes are checked and it's like, it's free. I can't do it. I'll never be good enough. I came down to you. I left the mountain. So anyone who says, God, we're not looking at the same mountain. We might be having the same kind of feeling. And I empathize with that. But Jesus stands out bar. He is in a category by himself. He's so good. It's ridiculous. So uh, it's too good to be true. Like, I remember one of my friends used to tell me, He's like, I would just follow Jesus no matter what because this story is so perfect that I think a lot of times we're not, um, we haven't rejected Jesus. We've rejected maybe his followers or we've rejected his church or we've rejected rules or we've rejected someone who's been a uh, uh, an example of a Christian for us. But I want you to rip past all that today and just get to Jesus. Do you hear him calling you? Do you hear him saying he's the way, the truth, the life? Do you see him? Do you see his victory 
over your sin and it's simple. How do we how do we get made right? How do we get home? How do we get in the family? Man, there's a seat at the table for you right here, right now. And even if you've known Jesus for 20, 30 years, we can't forget. It's the basics. It's the simple, clear message. That the message that is if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, then I'll be saved. That Jesus is Lord. Jesus, I believe in you. Forgive me my sin. And let me just come. Let me join the family. Let me join the team. And then get plugged in. Oh, go all the way with Jesus. Be a disciple. Right? That's what it means. Get coached. Get in the huddle. That's why we got groups. That's why we got them online. So City Life, we're going to turn up. Those hellos, whew, we're just getting started. And for some people that prayed, hey, today's a new day. Instantly, God forgives you. Change, uh, the, the transformation in your life is instant for forgiveness. But the transformation to become like Jesus will be a lifelong journey. And I want to encourage you to walk that out in this season. Um, and just, yeah, Jesus moves right into our neighborhood. Um, as we're exiting this one, hey, thanks, Tina, for playing music behind me. That was kind of cool. And, yeah. Join a group. Get plugged in. And we'll be here next week, 10 a.m. at 1130. All races all faces, all ages, you belong here. We're going to keep loving this city one life at a time, and we won't stop until he makes all things new. Have the best Sunday in the week of your life. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.